first thing I need to know is how did you come up with the idea for the chain? The big play chain. Yeah. And, um, Morgan of my brother-in-law's organization, Lightning Elite, that's out in Dallas. They had the um, a beast mode chain and the LE chain that was like most improved person, this or that. So my brother-in-law like, man, you need to bring this to Saskatchewan. I was like, man, I don't know, but the vibe we got there is such like a college family vibe. I text message um, the strength coach, like, hey, I got this idea, you know, boycott average, what you think? He told me he brought the idea to Dickie. Dickie said he was all for it. The lady, I had it made and came up with it during the bye week. Everybody got a turnover chain or something that's one-sided to where you only gonna get it if you play defense and this and that. So I was like, nah, big play chain. Any kind of turnover, any kind of touchdown, big play, we're gonna congratulate you with the big play chain. And the thing about it was it didn't serve as a distraction because it only comes out when you're making big plays. So if there's no plays being made, it's no big play chain. So, you know, it works itself out. Boycott average, what's that mean to you? Boycott average, man, just, man, you ain't selling for just being mediocre and average. You know, um, just doing what's asked, and if you're gonna do extra, go ahead. But you know, it's easy to fall in the cracks of just getting comfortable, and that's one thing that they preach over there is, look, every rep, every rep your best rep, and don't be average, be great. You were in a new situation in Saskatchewan. What did you expect, and then what was it like being there? Yeah, for me, I expected to come in and continue the Manny show, you know, playing lights out football, making plays, being in my element, you know, my trash talking and just leading by example. That's what I expected. But, um, you know, they had other plans for me, more so, which was the leadership role, connecting with those guys in that locker room and just showing what it is to be a pro. And um, I would say that was probably was the hardest transition for me to embrace that role, because at the same time, I want to contribute on the field. And my thing was to show up training camp ready to go and that's something that I battled with and prepared for after the surgery that I showed up June ready to go and I was figuring like hey it's time to get back to what I was doing but you know God had other plans so it was more so a, a learning season for me to step back just see that hey you know what it ain't about it ain't all about me and how can my influence and impact on the field help others and I think that's what I learned this year is how to influence others and just use the brand that I have to show them what it is to be a pro. It has to be tough because when you're running steps, when you're lifting weights, when you're getting treatment, it is about you so that you can go and dominate on the field. Yeah. How did you deal with that knowing all the sweat equity you put in? Man, just it's a business. And one thing I would say, um, it would be my wife and my son that came into mind. So once I showed up, I was where my feet were. Whatever was bothering me outside of football, how I felt about the situation was no longer in the equation once I walked through those doors. What they was going to get was the Manny show. That's a pro that's going to show up to work. But, you know, everything's a business. So for me to just act out of probably how I felt emotionally inside would display bad character of me, and I'm not that person. So I had to always play it cool, play it safe, and just have a work ethic second to none because now I wouldn't be walking that talk that I had. So I just figured with my mind, I don't have any room for any kind of slip-ups. Regardless of the situation, be a pro about it and just handle your business. How many big plays do you have left in you? Big play, I got about two, three years of big plays in me. I got a couple thousand yard seasons in me, a couple double digit touchdown season in me. So, and that's not me talking, that's me knowing come June or wherever I was assigned or where I was at, they finna get somebody that's finna come in and be a difference maker that I proved this year <laughs> and didn't have those stats. You're at the point in your career where people start to talk about legacy. 
right? Yeah. The things that you have done and adding to that with your play, however long it is. What's that like for you when your people are already judging the body of work of your career? Man, it means a lot. And, um, and I think with my legacy that I'm kind of creating is what gave me the attention of the room that I came into a new situation, new team, didn't play a snap, missed the three, first three, four weeks, nominated a captain. You know, um, being able to voice my opinion to those young guys on what it is I would see and for them not to um, shrug off the constructive criticism like was a lot. Cause you know, the new generation of athletes we got, man, they, they built a little different, you know? So you just can't give somebody your input or your opinion and they accept it. But um, it, it was nice. Cause like I got, I received text messages two, three days ago, you know what, appreciate you, OG, appreciate you, man, for the words. Just appreciate you for handling that situation that you had, because you showed me that all things are possible and that I can get through what it is I need to get through. And just teaching boys football, the talent, you either have it or you don't. It's played between years, man. So that was, that was one of the biggest things, just like, hey, the game is mental. Real recognize real, though. But yeah. Other players saying you're going to be a captain, what does that mean for you? Man, it meant a lot, you know, coming into a new organization, new situation, didn't play a down yet. Everybody thought he wouldn't be ready because he's coming off this surgery. But um, just to come in and for them to see how I work. Everybody hear how I work. Everybody hear about the Manny Show. Everybody heard about the things that I've done in BC. But for them to witness how I done it, how I accomplished that, for them to see it like firsthand, I think, meant a lot. And for guys to vote you for that, that's like what your peers think about you. It's not the media, not the reporters, and none of them people voting you a captain. It's the guys that's around you like, hey, you know what? We got confidence in this guy. We want to make him a captain. So moving forward, where do you think uh, y your skills are best utilized? What are you looking for in, in a situation? My situation is just coming in a situation to compete. Look, I want to compete. Don't give me anything. I want to earn it. So um, I want to go in a situation where I'm going to play receiver. Receiver, slot back between those hashes, going for deep balls, catching those underneath routes, stiff arming cats, running away from cats, talking trash, hitting boys in the mouth. You know, my style of play. That's what I want. But at the same time, that leadership that I brought is never going to change. But I don't just don't want to lead by example with how to be a pro. I want to show guys how you go out here and have a 10, 12, 11 year career by consistency. And that's all it's about. How consistent are you? Because we see guys that be one hit wonders and make a flash. You never see nothing else from them. So it's just all about being consistent. That's how you play for a long time. The team you left, um, they struggled without you. Yeah. They potentially could have used some of that leadership. Did you see them struggling throughout the year and, and say, I'm, I'm, those are guys I know. I wish I could been able to help them through the situation. Man, a whole lot. You know, me and Burnham very close. You know, I'm texting him throughout the whole, um, you can say, the journey of one of the best years he ever put together statistically of just saying, it's not about being that vocal leader. It's about showing up to work, doing your job. And for the guys that that's, that's witnessed the hard work, it's either they're going to join or they're going to get left behind. But you still have to do you. have to take care of you. But just being that BC was a place that I called home for so long, it kind of hit me differently because due to whatever circumstances that I didn't return there and just seeing the opportunities that like how easy it would have been to still be there making plays, getting fans in the stands and 
how much fans or interact with me on Facebook, I would say would make the situation where it was like, you know what, I kind of actually did miss that place. That was a spot that I called home for eight seasons and just every week to have fans inboxing me, hey man, we miss you, man, we can use you out there. Why they did, I'm like, look, I don't have any answers for that. You know, football, business is business. I'm in the green and white now, but that's what it's about. But, you know, if I could have been there, hey, it probably could have been something different or you never know, but I'm not promising that I could have got them a great cup or got them to whatever the finals, Western finals, but I just know that the output um, would have been very different. You know, just being, working with my guy Burnham, Team 100, it would have it, it flowed. Could you ever foresee a situation in the future that you could go back there, or do you think that chapter's closed? Uh, you know, um, I never close a chapter. It's like once you build a bridge, don't do anything to burn it because you might have to cross it again. So everybody, I'm a good character guy, um, but whatever situation had occurred for them to move forward and try to do things without it and bring in this new wave of guys, you know, sometimes that don't work. But every team, I think, can use a crafty vet, someone that's a leader, you know, just to set the foundation, like you said, to show the younger guys what it is to be a pro, but if the opportunity came, I wouldn't turn it down. And I'm to a point where I'm just looking and waiting for that opportunity to see where I will play in 2020. We talk about coaches and they have a coaching tree. Yeah. Part of your legacy, you have a receiver tree, whether it's Burnham or Shaq yeah. Evans now. You have a lot of guys that you've helped groom. Uh, what's it like to see them, you know, follow in your footsteps? Man, it's outstanding. You know, I had Burn when he was a practice squad guy. Got a chance to play, hurt his spleen or something in Calgary, not out there on the field. Got another opportunity to be a starter. So just to see his journey from nothing to something to where he making acrobatic catches, catches that's top three, top five, TSN, could be top 10 ESPN. It's like, okay, I, I, I like that because that's a guy that showed up to work where I was able to say, listen, after every catch, we run into the end zone. After every catch, we finish in 15 yards. He bought in to what it was to be like, listen, this is how we're going to have to carry this group. We wasn't winning every game, but we knew one thing. We worked hard, so when you did loss, you felt some type of way. So just to see him just embrace the Manny show, work ethic, you know, it means a lot. What motivates you right now? Like, what's your why? You don't need to play. Oh, my why, my one-year-old son, I got deuce, man. I got a one-year-old son, you know, got a wife now, I got a family, so I ain't on scholarship no more living with mom. So, hey, you know, the work is due. So just to make sure that what I'm putting out there and preaching to my son, I can't go back on that. So I just want him to know, listen, don't be afraid of hard work, but I play for my family now. Has your son deuce? Has he changed your perspective? Oh, hell, man, big time, man. He, he changed it a whole, a whole lot, man. And just seeing him when we was in Regina with the little towel waving, he got him an 84 jersey, him trying to say football and just running around beast mode. It's like, nah, but it, 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 you, you do a lot, man, once you have that child or somebody, like you say, your why, when you know what your why is, it, it switches your entire perspective on your situation because now I'm not just playing football to say I'm getting a living or just out here playing it's a reason why I'm playing now I remember Ricky Foley telling me and he played in BC like you did he played in his hometown of Toronto he said I wish every CFL player got the chance even for a little bit to play in Regina it's yeah. different 
you've had that chance. Is it different? Oh, it's very different because what's crazy is you get into some situations where you'd be like, listen, you playing for that guy on side or you playing for these locker room, for the locker room, you know what you want to win for these coaches. But man, when you go to Regina, the, the disappointment that's on a fan face after a loss, you was like, man, listen, we owe it to these fans. I don't care if you had a game at midnight, one o'clock, three in the morning, you're going to get almost 30,000 fans packed in Mosaic Stadium wanting to watch you play and how passionate they are. You're like, you know what, I owe it to them. It's like being in college. You're coming down midday afternoon game. It's like, man, we owe it to these fans. And, and, that, and that was the vibe in, in, in Regina because it's consistent. Like year in, year out, week in, week out, those fans are there to support their players and they're all about the Rough Rider. You're one of the players who's been around the league long enough that you just don't have fans in the markets you played. You have fans across the league. Yeah. Uh, what do you feel you owe to those fans and really the country that's given you an opportunity to play here in Canada? Man, just to be real, man, just always stay true to who you are. And I just met a Thai cat fan <laughs> walking over here, shaking a hand and how they say, you know what, we appreciate your game. We appreciate you as a player. And, and you know, they kind of mean a lot. Or you meet people ex-players or former guys and you know just alumni of the CFL in general and I was like man we'd love to see you in these colors come over here to this team come over there the leadership stuff you done in Regina was unbelievable how you dealt with the situation and adversity so it's like don't anything goes unnoticed but you might think it do so it's just you gotta just factor in all the small stuff but to receive love and every city I've played in and I really haven't met nobody with anything negative to say unless they are the opponent, but it means a lot. And lastly, um, the Manny Show is not over, but I have you here in person. Yeah. So when it is over, yeah. what do you want people, opponents, fans, teammates to say about the Manny Show? Man, he was one hell of a player. That guy there, he knew how to work. That guy there, he, he, he brought something to the game that all these guys coming after need to bring or they need to go turn on some film and just see what it is he does. But I just want him to know, like, listen, he's one hell of a player. So if I came back 10, 15 years from now, talking to guys, chopping it up, it's like, damn, remember that time you done this? Remember that time you done that? Like, yeah, you, you, you ain't play no games. Well, if you do come back 10 or 15 years from now, you'll probably be coming back with a bust with your face on it because the career has been pretty good. Thank you for this. Oh, man, appreciate you. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Wow, no problem.